Support for Community Connection comes from the Ball State Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution providing savings and checking options, consumer lending, and mortgages, plus the mobile banking app featuring bill pay. More online at bsfcu.com. And from Open Door Health Services, offering walk-in care for immediate needs at Open Door Urgent Care in Muncie's Southway Center Plaza. Open 363 days a year, including evening hours, and serving all patients regardless of insurance coverage. More at opendoorhs.org. This is Community Connection, an IPR original program that talks with the people in the nonprofit world in our part of the state and lets you know how you can get involved. I'm Michelle Kinsey, and joining me is Annette Craycraft, and she is here from the East Central Indiana CASA. So first of all, welcome, Annette. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And I think the first thing we should probably cover is what exactly is CASA? CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, and CASA are volunteer advocates who represent children who are abused and neglected in the court system to look out for their best interest. And so what area do you cover as far as East Central Indiana CASA? What areas are you covering? We currently cover Madison and Hancock County. Um, And Madison County currently, well, probably for the last five to six years, has been ranked fifth in the state of Indiana for substantiated child abuse and neglect. So we do have a massive problem in that community, um, and we've obviously been very busy, um, but we are tasked to really help a lot of children um, unexpectedly over the last few years. Sure. Uh, How long have you been involved with CASA, and why was this important for you? I've been the executive director for about 15 years. Um, I was drawn to it because of its mission, uh, to help kids and make sure that they have a safe and permanent home as quickly as possible. Um, That's very important to me. Prior to that, in my prior profession, I was working with domestic violence groups across the state Mm -hmm. and um, sexual assault groups. And so I was pretty aware of CASA, but was not working just with children alone. And children, as you know, they just don't have their own voice. Um, We represent children zero to 18 um, years of age, but I would say probably 80% of our kids are probably between the ages zero to seven. And so that's a group that really does not have anyone to speak out on their behalf. Um, And when these children get lost in between a massive child welfare system and the court, sometimes they just get lost altogether. And they really need someone there to be their advocate and their friend and to go in and tell the judge how they're doing, what they need, and to kind of hold their hand throughout the whole process. How many advocates are you currently working with? So currently right now we have 88 active volunteers. We have about 120 volunteers total for the program. Um, We have also on staff, since we are serving such a large number of children, we have six staff advocates. Um, I'm proud in the last um, year we received one of the largest federal ICJI VOCA grants in the state of Indiana, um, which is for victims of crime. Um, Out of any CASA program, we received the largest, and that's because of our need So we were able to promote four people to full-time who were serving just as advocates to help children. Wow. So talk to me a little bit about the impact you've had in East Central Indiana. Well, we, as I said, you know, we obviously have a huge caseload in East Central Indiana. Um, I recently learned the end of 2018 that East Central Indiana CASA serves the third largest number of children in the state of Indiana. So we're right behind Marion and Lake County in the number of children we actually serve. Um, We do have a large caseload that's assigned to us, but unfortunately, some of those are put on a wait list because we don't have enough um, advocates. But what we really try to do, like I said, is to make sure that the children's best 
best interest are being looked out for sure. and that that is being shared with the court. So when the judge makes a decision decision on what should happen with that child, rather it be a placement hearing, um, going back with their parents, services, they hear from someone who really knows what's in that child's best interest. And so we're able to work and try to get those children again into that safe home, rather that be reuniting them with their parents, mm-hmm. um, sometimes being placed with a relative who's able to care for them. And some of our children um, go on to be adopted into other families. Um, each year, we have about 80 termination of parental rights cases that are filed just in Madison County and anywhere from you know five to 10 in Hancock County, um, which is terminating the relationship with the parents. And those children then go up for adoption. Wow. Let's talk about the advocates themselves. What qualities does a great advocate have? You know, any anybody from any walk of life can do this job. You know, I think everyone thinks that they have to have, a, you know, a college degree or a certain background or something like that. We have advocates that are postal workers, former teachers, factory workers, stay-at-home moms. Um, the main thing that you need to have is a passion and caring for children. If you have that, we give you all the tools and resources to help you do the job. What I sometimes say is, you know, Everyone wants to help, but, you know, obviously we need foster parents, but not everyone can be a foster parent. Not everyone can commit to that. You know, an option or a way to get involved is to become an advocate because you're still helping those kids. We do ask that you have in a computer or an access to a computer um, because you will have to do some report writing for the judge and you'll have to access some information that way. Um, So that is another requirement. But in 2019, most people have that. That's an an easy fix. Um, We want you to be able to have approximately five to 10 hours a month to donate to the program. Um, In the beginning, when you're trained, the initial training does take a lot more time. The training involves about 36 hours of classroom instruction. But after that, we require that you see the child a minimum of once a month, and that's usually about an hour or so. And then the other casework usually takes about five to 10 hours a month. So we just want somebody who's able to commit that time. Um, the beauty of this pro- of this program is you can do this work on whenever it suitable for you. Oh, that was going to be my question is how is the training kind of set up and and time availability and that kind of, so are there a lot of different times that it's offered? Do you have to have it done within a certain amount of time? No, the training training we do currently set up as a classroom instruction and we do that in the evenings and you're given like a syllabus, like if you sign up for a class at Ball State University um, and you know what's expected of you. We do occasionally offer daytime classes as well. Um, We are working with our national program to go to a online web-based training, and hopefully that'll be available in the near future. Um, But after that, so that's the one part that's a little bit more structured. Um, But once you become a volunteer, that's when you're free to do this work on your own time. So I tell folks, if Sunday evenings is the best time for you, like that's the time you have free time to do whatever um, throughout the week, you can work on your CASA case during that time. Um, If that's a good time to see the child, you can do it then. Um, We have some advocates kids who stay up late. Um, so they really go through the documents and the case files late at night. Um, so again, there's a few things you have to coordinate, like visiting the child and stuff, but all the other work you do on your own time. Wonderful. How long do they serve, if you will, or volunteer? Does it just, is that open-ended? Is there kind of a requirement for, you know, we'd like you to at least do it for this long or at least follow this child through the process? How does that work? 
Well, we ask advocates to commit to the life of their first case. Um, usually when advocates get involved with our agency, they are assigned one case. Um, some just, that's the only case they have, and they work that. Um, some get involved with it, and they realize they're doing a good job, and they ask for another case. Um, so we ask that they at least commit to the life of that case. We say that that's approximately anywhere from a year to like 16 months. So that's about the life of a case, depending. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff out of our control. Sure. Um, but we have some volunteers that have been with our program for 15 years, um, some 10 years. I mean, most wow. of our volunteers have been around for a while. They get involved and they really care about the kids yeah. and, and they see the positive, sure. um, what happens in the end, the positive outcome of it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them stick around and they want more cases after that. Yeah. Well, it goes back to the the quality that you were referring to earlier, that it's that passion for children. And if you have that, it will probably be difficult, I think, for some to step back from it. I would think you would want to keep going. Yes. And if you have an interest in um, maybe government or interest in the law, this type of opportunity too gives you a, a chance to learn a lot about that. You do go into the courtroom, you do present in front of the judge, you prepare a report, um, you work with the Department of Child Services, sometimes the prosecutor's office on the cases. Mm-hmm. So you really get um, involved with a lot of service agencies and really learn a lot. So we have some volunteers that joke around like, when I was young, I thought about being an attorney and, you know, obviously they're not an attorney doing this work, but they are able to get in and and do some work in the courtroom to help a child. Sure. So if someone's listening right now and they're interested in learning more about this opportunity, where can they go to get more information? So you can visit our website. It's www.eastcentralcasa.org, or you can call our office at 765-649-7215. We also have an email. It's East Central Indiana Casa at gmail.com. And I would just like to say, again, there's a great need in Madison County. I cannot um, emphasize that enough. And if anyone's been following the media in the last year, there's been um, just in a year's time in 2018, there was approximately 10 deaths of children. Um, most of those were under the age of three in Madison County. Um, some of those children had prior history um, with the child welfare system. Uh, we've learned after, you know, that's come out in the media after the case, um, after they got involved with the case. And so that's very sad. And so what we're trying to do is be proactive and help these families so we don't see incidents like that occurring again. We don't want to read about more children dying or being harmed. We want to help as much as we can. Wonderful. If you live in another county, can you still participate in Madison County? How does that work? So we have CASA programs throughout the state of Indiana. We have probably, I want to say, 80-some CASA programs. So what we do is if you are interested and you contact us, we will link you with the CASA program in your county. And I don't have the state website memorized, but if you go to State of Indiana, GAL CASA, um, you could find that there. And there's a way to link up to volunteer that way. However, you can also volunteer in another county. Um, We have people who um, work in Madison County, but live in another community. So you just have to decide what's best for you sure. too when you make that decision. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me on Community Connection today, Annette. A lot of great information and a wonderful opportunity for volunteers. Thank you. Thank you. 
Community Connection is hosted by Michelle Kinsey and engineered by Sean Ashcraft and is supported in part by the Ball State Federal Credit Union and Open Door Health Services. To hear more from this conversation and listen to past episodes, visit our program website at indianapublicradio.org slash communityconnection. Thank you.